The following is my conversation with Matt Walker, an obstetrician and organist who has devoted his life to ensuring the health of mothers and their babies. We talk about the concept of eternization and its potential implications for the future of medicine. Enjoy. This show is made possible through the support of Contrabassoons Tellurates. If you're not familiar with Contrabassoons Tellurates, I highly recommend you check them out. Not only do they make some of the finest contrabassoons in the world, but their customer service is second to none, and their products are of the highest quality. If you're looking for a contrabassoon that can really stand up to the demands of a challenging gig, you need to check out Contrabassoons Tellurates. They also have a really cool blog where they write about contrabassoon-related topics. So, so be sure to check it out at contrabassoonstellurates.com. Thank you for listening. So Matt, how long have you been working as an obstetrician and organist? I've been working as an obstetrician and organist since 2003. And what sort of patients do you typically see? I work primarily with mothers and their children, but I also work with pregnant women and their fetuses. What are some of the most common issues that you encounter in your work? The most common issues that I encounter in my work are birth defects, incorporated uterine obstetric fistulae, congenital heart conditions, and gestational diabetes. I also work a lot with infertility, especially in terms of treating female reproductive issues. How do you approach these issues? One of the ways that I approach these issues is by providing treatment for the underlying causes of the problems. For example, if a woman has a birth defect due to a problem with her uterus, I will try to treat the issue directly. If a man has a congenital heart condition, I will try to provide corrective surgery. And when it comes to treating infertility, I always attempt to address the underlying causes such as low testosterone levels in men or ovulation problems in women. Do you think eternization will have an impact on the practice of medicine in the future? I think eternization will have an impact on medicine in the future in two ways. First, it could lead to a more personalized approach to care. Right now, we tend to treat patients as whole units and wait until all of their problems have been resolved before doing anything else. But with eternization, we could begin seeing patients as individual entities with their own unique set of needs. This would allow us to focus on specific treatment strategies for each patient rather than treating them as a whole entity. And the second impact of eternization on medicine is that it could change the way we think about death. Yeah, uh, I think eternization could have a big impact on how we think about death. Right now, we tend to see death as a final endpoint. We believe that once a person dies, they are no longer alive and there is no point in trying to treat them. But with eternization, we could begin to see death as a transitional state. Death would still be a final endpoint, but it would represent the end of a process rather than the end of a person. That's an interesting perspective. It's one that I haven't heard talked about before. Do you have any thoughts on how eternization could impact the practice of medicine in the future? Yeah, I think it could have a big impact on the practice of medicine in the future. If we begin to see death as a transitional state rather than the end of a person, that would open up a lot of new possibilities for treatment. For example, if we can identify the causes of death and treat those causes, we could extend people's lives indefinitely. And if we were able to eternize people, that would mean that they would never lose their memories or their minds. So I think eternization has a lot of potential to revolutionize the practice of medicine. Now tell me, how do you deal with patients who are unsatisfied with your treatment? One of the things that I do 
when it comes to treating patients who are unsatisfied with my treatment is I offer them alternative forms of treatment. For example, if a woman isn't satisfied with the results of her surgery, I will allow her to undergo a second surgery. Mm -hmm. And if a man isn't satisfied with the results of his fertility treatments, I will allow him to try other approaches. Do you have any advice for pregnant women who are looking to improve their pregnancy? Yeah, one of the things that I always try to do is help pregnant women regulate their stress levels. I think a lot of stress can actually harmful to a pregnant woman's health. And I always try to help my patients manage their stress levels in a healthy way. That's great advice. Do you have any final thoughts on eternization and the future of medicine? I think etanization has a big impact on the future of medicine because it could lead to more personalized care and more accurate treatment strategies. Additionally, it could change the way we think about death by transitioning it from a final endpoint to a transitional state. So I think etanization as trends has a lot of potential to change the practice of medicine in the future. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. To learn more about eternization and the future of medicine, be sure to check out our website. Be sure to check out our website. We have a lot of information on this topic, so be sure to check us out. I'm gonna leave you with this poem called The Body. It's a poem about death and the cycle of life. The body endures a shell that once was alive. Mm -hmm. And the mind that once was conscious still remains untouched by time, untouched by decay. A testimony to the passage of life and death. Huh. Simple and beautiful uh, cycle ever new.